the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hi guys, Dr. Wendy Dearborn here. I'm in the house from The Laws of Attraction in Action and this podcast, You and the Laws of Attraction. Well, welcome, 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 guys. Welcome to the show. Today is Wednesday, the 23rd of October, 2019. And the hour, guys, is 1 p.m. Yes, it's 1 p.m. So once again, welcome to the show. And this show is all about me. It's all about you and the laws of attraction. And what I am bringing to you literally is the nuances and greater understanding so that you can manifest what it is that you want in your life so that you can understand that you are in control of things that happen in your life. You are in control of getting what you want for your life, knowing that you didn't come into this life without the tools to make the life that you want to experience. So this this show, this podcast literally gives you um, information on how to use the laws and that's the laws plural of attraction so that you can manifest or bring into manifestation that which you say that you want. So welcome guys. Once again, my name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn. And just so you know, I am a choice and clarity expert, among other things. In addition to a law, laws of attraction, spiritual laws expert. So guys, today's show is all about why didn't my manifestation happen? And for many people, they're in this boat. Many, 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 many people are in this boat. Many people have this experience. You know, there are things that they have asked for, things that they have prayed for, things that they have affirmed for, all the above. And they just don't come into manifestation or they get something that is the total antithesis of what they say that they were asking for. It's the total opposite of what they say that they were asking for. So why didn't my manifestation happen? Why didn't your manifestation happen? When people find themselves in this state, most people assume that their manifestation didn't happen, didn't happen and that they are at fault. They feel that they did something wrong and they will. They'll play the blame game with themselves. They didn't meditate long enough. They didn't recite their affirmations three times a day. They didn't write it down 50 times a day. Um, They didn't look at it twice a day. They failed to pray without ceasing. They used the wrong words. And for a hot second, they were doubtful about whether their heart's desire could really manifest. They weren't doubtful about what they wanted. They were doubtful whether or not the thing that they wanted could manifest. And you know, guys, the list can really go on and on. They weren't grateful enough. They weren't thankful enough. They weren't forgiving enough. They didn't forgive self. All the things that many people who are now seriously working on being able to consciously manifest, many of the things that they do. Now, if I've listed any of anything above, does that resonate with you? Is that you? Do you blame yourself or feel you're at fault if your manifestation doesn't happen? You have another sector. And I've just picked out a couple of a couple of the more common things that happen when people don't don't receive their manifestation. And so you have another another um, 
sector who, when their manifestation, and I'm going to say prayers as well, when their manifestation and all their prayers aren't answered, they have this fatalistic attitude that really exacerbates and people don't even realize how it intensifies their lack and limitation by, by having this, this, this energy, you know, they give this long suffering sigh and they're like, oh, well, it just wasn't meant to be. It wasn't for me. God has something different for me. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Wake up, you all. That's not how that goes. It has been said, and it is said, that God will give you the desires of your heart. So my thing is, and I know some of you just rolled your eyes, my thing is, check what the desires of your heart really really are. And check the conversation that you're having with yourself. Okay? You know, people also say things like, And I mean, literally, people have said this to me. I knew I was asking for too much. How can you ask for too much when the infinite, the the, the God is infinite? Infinite. The things, the blessings and manifestations that you want are infinite. And on top of it, you've been told that they're all yours. You just don't believe it. And so I know people say, I was asking for way too much. I should have started out smaller. Smaller than what? Smaller than what you want? How does that work? How does that work? You know, they, they, they say stuff like, I was asking for a little. Why couldn't I just get this? All I wanted was this. This, is, this, is, this was such a small thing to ask for. Why couldn't God, Spirit, Elohim, Christ, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, Christian, whomever your chosen deity is, why couldn't, why couldn't they give this to me? It wasn't a lot. I never asked for a lot. Is this you guys? Is this you? Does that kind of attitude in a small way or a large way resonate with you? Have you ever said that? And then you have a category of people who, when their manifestation happens, they believe that they're entitled to what they asked for because of the things that they do. Okay, hear me clearly. They feel that they are entitled because of the things that they do. Like they attend service weekly and throughout the week. And that's whether it be a spiritual service or a religious service. They attend. They feel that they are entitled to have their manifestation because of this. They are beneficent. They donate money. And they donate money and they donate things to their professed worthy cause. They're looking for brownie points. Nothing's wrong with that, really. And or they volunteer their time. Nothing's wrong with that. In actual fact, time is this earth where you are, this earthly dimension's most precious commodity. Time. You see, once a minute has gone, you can't get it back. It's precious. And so people, again, in this category, they will take care of family and friends and they'll do all of this again with a almost, it's almost a a, a martyr syndrome, but they'll do all of that at the expense of self. Always putting themselves last and always putting People, places and things ahead of them. Is this you? Is this you? And then you have people who will, who don't get the manifestation that they wanted. The manifestation that they want wanted didn't happen. And they say things like, I don't know what I want, but I know it isn't this. When something happens, you know, I don't know what I want, but I know it isn't this. It wasn't that. <laughs> well, <laughs> guys, 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 I'm going to ring the bell on that. Okay. All right. That was nice and loud. I hope. Guys, 
Oxymoronic is the only way I can describe that turn of phrase. So let's get the record straight. I'm going to set the record straight with you now. In order for you to know what you don't want, you must know what you do want. That isn't me saying that. Okay. That's a spiritual law. It's God's law. Um, It's a universal law. It's an immutable law, which means that it's unchanging. Doesn't mean that it's not malleable, but it's unchanging. Whether you are able to articulate what you want is different to not knowing what you want. And this is why I deal in things like nuances. That's a nuance and an important one. When dealing with spiritual laws, uh, well, let's put it this way. When dealing with spiritual laws that support you in manifesting what you want for your life, it's important to adopt a flexible approach and response. And when I say that, it's about being in the flow. It's about understanding other aspects. And this is what we're, this is what, why we're here, guys. We're, it's about gaining information and applying that information in your own way. I'm not looking for cookie cutter, uh, you know, cookie cutter, a cookie cutter robotic approach to what I'm saying. I'm talking about you taking this information and you honing it, you expanding upon it, you bending it and twisting it so it fits and suits who you are. So when we're dealing with the spiritual laws that support us in manifesting what we want for our lives, it's important once again to adopt. You get to choose. That's the other thing, guys. You get to choose. It's important to adopt a flexible and um, a flexible approach to the laws and to the responses. Guys, you have to be in the flow. Your subconscious or your higher mind, your God mind, whatever you want to call it, has an aerial view that can see events occurring with people, places and things. And this is based on the choices that you are making and based on the choices actually that other people are making. I know if you've listened to my work, You've heard me say, and you will hear me say frequently, what did I do with my pen? You, you'll hear me, you'll hear me say frequently that God moves people, places, and things, people, places, and things so that you can have what you want, which means that people's choices, believe it or not, external to you can definitely impact how things unfold for you depending upon how you respond to somebody else's choice in regard to you. And I've got a story to tell you. When I had actually, um, when I had actually uh, uh, done my bullet points for, for this particular show, uh, I, uh, I had a story, actually two stories to tell you. And subsequently something else has happened. And so I want to share that with you. Or as my mind just said, and I might go with it, this is what intuition is all about. Perhaps that's a show in itself. Because that does speak to what I just said. People's choices based on your relationship with them can impact your ability to manifest what you want in a timely fashion. But anyway, that being said, when something doesn't manifest for you, And I mean, even if it's at your fingertips and you were almost touching it and it slipped, it slipped away or it slips away. Even though you thought you had it, even though you thought it was a slam dunk. Even if you had been to the interview and they told you that, you know, the job's a shoe in and 
you all you're doing is waiting for them to contact you for your start date and there's no phone call and you call back and they sort of say I'm sorry well we chose another candidate and you think it to yourself oh my god it it was panel and everybody virtually said actually they literally said not virtually they said that this is a shoe in and welcome aboard and wow it was a slam dunk but it wasn't what i'm here to tell you is that it doesn't mean that what you want isn't for you you know because some people like i said earlier would say when they don't get their manifestation they would say things like oh it wasn't meant to be it's not for me god has something different for me oh i need to change what i'm thinking i am asking for too much i need to start out smaller oh i need to meditate longer and be more i don't know streamlined in my meditation i need to find another practice of affirming and all the other things that we have a tendency to do it doesn't mean actually that your practice per se was wrong what it means is that you need to change your viewfinder lens and embrace nuances that this particular version of the thing that you want isn't for you i.e. you go for a job and you know you think it's yours it's a slam dunk well you didn't get the job that version isn't for you doesn't mean that getting a job isn't for you but that particular version of a job isn't for you that's not for you and so it's about changing your viewfinder lens not changing what you want it's about adopting a different attitude and this is why for me the nuances are so important you know guys okay i used the job but let's look at look at it this way you want a loving relationship the person who you choose isn't going to give you your heart's desire okay so you want a loving relationship and the person who you choose isn't going to give you your heart's desire the universal creator's aerial view can see things that you can't and therefore acting on your behalf to ensure you get the manifestation the desired manifestation of your heart will dissolve any union or relationship that that you're in or attempting to go in so it's the person that's wrong for you not the desire for a loving relationship okay guys so let me just sum that up before i i talk about emotions a little bit you want a loving relationship and this is all that you want you could actually be in one now you could be married and in one or you could be actually um on the on the verge of starting one and it looks good it looks good or it started out good and here you go you're 5 years 10 years 15 years 20 years there are people who've been in 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 marriages for 30 30 odd years and one day they wake up and they're done and it's because your heart's desire isn't being met and so the universal creator known to me as god that 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 the deity within me the living christ within me will do will move people places and things so you can have what you want you see i always talk about the heart's desire and people don't understand how important that is see you you can lie to yourself and people out there but your heart's desire that's your connection to the thing to the energy to god to the universal creator that's your connection and alignment 
to the energy that goes to the point of creation so you can have what you want. You cannot lie to your truth. You can lie about a lot of things, but your intrinsic truth, and that's the relationship between you and your chosen deity. That's a relationship that's between you and God, you and the infinite, you and spirit, you and the universal creator, you and whomever your chosen deity is. So getting back to this, the relationship, the desire, the true desire for wanting a loving relationship isn't wrong. The person was wrong. The desire to have the type of job that you wanted. The people seemed right in the interview. But the universal creator having the, 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 that, that aerial view recognized that long term this wouldn't be right for you. Short term it might be perfect. But long term it would not be right for you. And just so, you know, we're on the page. And guys, I'm going to be saying this over and over and over again. So I'm going to ring the bell on this one, guys. Listen up, y'all. And I mean listen up, okay? In the process of manifesting, you and praying for what you want and affirming for what you want, in the process of consciously, consciously creating what it is that you say that you want for your life, you must understand your role in that process. I'm going to ring the bell again. In the process of manifesting what you want for your life, you must know beyond a shadow of a doubt what your role is. Once again, your role is to know what you want. And you need to know what you want in such a way that nobody or nothing can come along and change that. Nobody can change the foundation upon which you are standing based on what it is you say that you want. The how, how that comes to you, truthfully, is not your business. You can't do the how. And this is where we get stuck. You cannot do the how. You can only do the what. Can you make a mustard seed grow? No, you can't. What you can do is create the environment for it to grow. And that's what we do. We are the what and the what is creating the environment. So the thing that you say that you want can come into manifestation. God is the how. God is the creative process. Not you. You need to be in alignment with that creative process. God is the how. You are the what. Your what is taken to the point of creation. You need to be in alignment. It's like, it's like being on a train track. You need to be on the track. And your what is taken to the point of creation. That's like a station. The train can't go any further on the station. But yet still, what you want can go beyond. This is why I love metaphys metaphysics. Metaphysics is about beyond the spirit, beyond the physical. What you want goes beyond. And then it comes back to you in the form in which you can see it, feel it, touch it. It becomes, um, it becomes tangible. So guys, once again, and I'm going to keep, this is something that I'm going to keep hammering away at. You need to know 
your role in the manifestation process. And for a lot of people, this is why manifestations actually don't happen. Although this show isn't about that, but this is why manifestations don't happen for a lot of people. Because guys, they're playing both sides. You can't play both sides of the fence. You can't play both sides of the fence. You can't. Your part of this process is what? The universal creator spirit, whomever your chosen deity is. The how belongs to the infinite. Okay? So, that's that's that little thing said and done. Done and dusted. I'm done and dusted. Okay, guys? So, backing up a little bit. A person, you, you, what you want isn't wrong for you, but the actual environment that has been cultivated might not be right for you. And the creation process, the how can, has an aerial view and the how can see that in the moment that it might be right, but long-term it might be wrong. And this is where emotions make it really complicated for people. This is where our emotions really complicate things. You see, people, people's emotions, when things don't happen, they, they, they adopt like those fatalistic attitudes, which just exasperate, uh, exacerbate, excuse me, exacerbate and exasperate really, exacerbate, um, you know, all their fears, the lack, the limitation, poverty consciousness, Ill, um, Ill health consciousness, all these things. You see, when the manifestation or when our manifestations fall short, we go into victim mode. And we really do, guys. We go into the, oh, woe is me. Why hasn't this happened? I'm a good person. I go to service. I help the aged. I, you know, donate to the poor and you know, I meditate and I pray without ceasing and I this and I that and, you know, all, all, all the stuff that we do. And our emotions have a field day. Our emotions have a field day. And in short, it creates issues. And it really does create issues for us because then we start doubting. And not for a hot second, we start truly doubting that we can ever have our heart's desire. Financial freedom. A, a good, solid, loving relationship. Good health. Wonderful friends. Good children or well-adjusted children doing what they need to do. Um... You know, all the things that you want for yourself, all right? And we start doubting it. And our emotions, as I've said, if you've listened to my work, I've said our emotions should not dictate our choices. Our emotions have no business dictating our choices. Our emotions literally do. They emote. That's what it means. It shows us in a physical way in a manifested way, if you will, what we're actually feeling in that moment. What we're feeling in that moment. So I'm going to elaborate on this just a little bit about our emotions and in that moment. You have your husband, you have your kids, whomever, okay? And you love them. However, your kid just crashed your car. You are thankful that your child and the other kids in the car were fine. You are thankful that the other people that they crashed into was fine. But you are as mad as all get out that they wrecked your car. Being mad as all get out that they wrecked your car has nothing to do with you loving them. You love them. This moment in time is about the car. It's not about love. And you see, two years from now, three years from now, Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner or Easter dinner or 
uh, feast, feast, um, you know, you will be, you'll talk about this. Remember when? And you'll be able to laugh about it. It hasn't impacted the love. It was just something that happened. Emotions tell you how you feel. And truly from there, you can begin a process of um, creating a plan of action that will work for you. Emotions are very, very important, but they shouldn't dictate your manifestation. They should only help to enhance. And hopefully I've, I've made sense with that. So when things happen to you, guys, I'm not saying, you know, say, say the relationship fell through the house, the whatever, the car, what have you. I'm not saying don't be upset. I'm not saying don't be hurt, angry, dejected, feeling rejected. I'm not saying that. You know, if the house falls through, you got fired from the job, your business falls, your spouse is cheating on you, what have you. Feel every ounce of emotion that is pouring out from the depths of your soul. But don't get stranded there. Don't use that as a basis. Don't use, say like anger. Don't build your foundation on anger. Build it on what you want. So don't get stranded there. Don't bury yourself within your emotions. Once again, your emotions are expressing facets of your feelings in real time. And believe me, they are mercurial. They move, they change. What will, what will, what will hurt you today will be funny tomorrow. And what was funny today will hurt you tomorrow. This is the nature of our emotions. Emotions are subject to change. Emotions are subject to change. Um, and they will change, guys. They will change. One of the things that I do want to point out moving forward, and I'm going to ring a bell, guys. Listen up. Every time, every time I want you to listen up, I'm going to ring the bell. Okay? So, guys, listen up. Understand, and this is something that I say to people Frequently understand that God, the universal creator, Christ, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, Elohim, um, whomever Krishna, whomever your Buddha, Muhammad, whomever your chosen deity is. Listen up, guys. Has got your back. God has got you. And would never, ever, ever hurt you. That being said, how you choose to respond to God moving people, people, places and things. So you can have the desire of your heart is how you choose to respond. It is so vitally important. One of the things I say to people, and I say this frequently, God has never dropped you. Now you're behind, might have scraped the ground, but God has never, ever dropped you and never will. That's not in the plan. And it's not in the plan. You see, you make choices and you ask and you put out requests and you do this God will honour you God's not going to make a choice for you darlings because you have to answer for you and you know how easy it is for us to play the blame game we play that blame game we know how easy it is because that's what we do we live off of our emotions instead of allowing our emotions a certain autonomy to guide us and to show us what we're feeling in real time. Because as I said before, your emotions, 
Those same emotions are subject, subject, subject to change and they will change. So I, w- I want to tell you a couple of stories. I want to tell you a story. And um, one of them I re- uh, got from a book that I had read. And the other, this this is real. This is this this has happened. This friend of mine. All right. So um, we're talking about manifesting and get what you want and it not happening. And God, God never, ever, ever dropping you and God having your back. Okay. Perhaps that's what I should call this show. God's got your back. Maybe that's what I'm going to call it. God's got your back. A friend of mine, literally that's her and her husband, but I'm just going to speak about her. So we'll move forward with that. A friend of mine literally had her pen in hand and was signing on the dotted line for the mortgage. Literally, literally signing on the dotted line for her, and I quote, majestic six bedroom, 7.5 bathroom home. It was beautiful. And in the 11th hour, I want to say in the 11th hour, towards the end of the 11th hour, I don't know what happened, but the mortgage fell through. They were saying something about her husband's job and blah, 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 blah. And she didn't get the house. She didn't get the house. To say she was gutted would be an understatement. She was devastated. I mean, she really was. The house had everything that she wanted. And it really was a very, very, it was a beautiful home. It was absolutely gorgeous. Stood on a wonderful lot. The development was nice. You know, the whole nine yards. It really was. And... (laughs) like everybody in her circle I told her that this house wasn't for her but unlike others in her circle I literally told her to start saying thank you give thanks to God for taking care of things and that this and that this situation had happened now guys one of the things that I do and I said this in my video about this but one of the things that I do is I really do practice what I call emotional intelligence, my version. And that's to know when to say things and when not. It's very rare that I miss the mark. And, but I do. And in this instance, saying that I missed the mark or I'm going to phrase it this way. So it appeared. Okay. So I told her to give thanks uh, for God taking care of things and that the situation had happened the way that it happened and at the time I told her this she was still very raw from the loss and this was the loss of the home she claimed this place as her home and she was really 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 raw she was really upset and so she was a little miffed with me actually a lot miffed with me actually she was just downright hostile with me if the truth be known and she wasn't embracing my 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 um suggestion not even remotely Okay, but what I did for her, and this is what you can do for other people, I held the space and I gave thanks. Now, I didn't know what this situation was about, but I did. I held the space for her and I gave thanks that the situation had happened the way that it was, that it did. And so she, they, they, she, she, they, they found a gorgeous and it was really gorgeous home with five bedrooms, six point six and a half bathrooms, in a beautiful neighbourhood, well appointed. The thing was, it cost a little more than she wanted to pay and it wasn't as centrally located as her home, the one that fell through. Well, the six bedroom house that she originally wanted happened to be built on the outskirts of a quarry. And believe it or not, The outskirts of this quarry or the quarry is centrally located to where we live. And the quarry many, many years ago was out in the sticks. It was out in the sticks. But much like having issues with wildlife, the city has grown up around it and developers bought the land around it 
and developed it with homes. So guys, I want to fast forward, and this was from the dotted line imploding, fast forward eight years. Okay, fast forward eight years. And this is eight years from the house falling through. Everyone in that housing development, these beautiful six, seven bedroom homes, huge homes, everyone is having structural problems with their homes because the earth is shifting and the earth keeps on shifting and the houses are literally pulling apart at the seams. I mean, literally coming apart at the seams. I believe that happened, and this is my personal experience, my personal thought process. I believe that happened. They had an earthquake, right slap bang in that area. And I believe there, was, there wasn't enough, um, there wasn't anything to really shore anything up. Because it's a great gaping hole. It's a massive hole. And yeah, they've tried to shore up, you know, round the the edges, that ain't going to work. Well, it's not working anyway, because the houses are literally coming apart at the seams. Now, in addition to that, there is serious noise pollution. You've got these trucks coming in and out. You've got the digging because they're excavating. They're still excavating. Okay. Then you have the dust pollution which means that people are having respiratory problems. They can't go outside and enjoy their pool or a barbecue, especially in summer. They can't. It's terrible. Actually, it really is. Okay, it's terrible. And then you have the the, the smell. The smell of the diesel fumes, the smell of the rubber, the smell of digging, the sweat, all of that. And once again, it is truly overwhelming in summer. Do you know, okay, it, it gets hot here. I'm in, I'm in Las Vegas and it gets hot. And if I happen to go to, what's it, Sam's Club in that area, when I am driving by there, it can be as hot as all get out. I literally turn my AC off so I'm not blowing the dust into my car. Even though the AC has a filter, I turn it off. I don't want that in my car. Okay. So as I said, fast forward, this is what's happening. And in addition to that, in addition to that, the resale value of the homes is non-existent. Now, the biggie is as of 2016, which is, I want to say maybe about three years ago, just a little over three years ago, the people who own the quarry want to expand their digging. They want to expand their digging. It's like, oh my God. They want to expand their digging. And so where would she be? So yes, she was really, and she really was, guys. I mean, I I, I felt for her. I mean, I shed a little tear with her when 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 everything fell through i mean it was her dream house it really was but in reality it would have turned out to be a nightmare but yes it badly hurt when the mortgage fell through yes they spent um more money having to keep their possessions in storage and rent an apartment for an additional 6 months yes she wasn't able to host christmas dinner that year because she had she, she wanted all of that yes they spent more money on a home that was was smaller and yes it wasn't centrally located um yes it didn't have uh six bedrooms and seven bathrooms yes it didn't have the ability to have a tennis court in the back yes her current uh, and yes her current home that she lives in now does have a resale value that is worth 2.5 times more than she paid for it. And yes, she doesn't have to deal with smell, sound and air pollution. And yes, the the foundation that her home is on is solid. And yes, her house isn't being pulled apart at the seams. And yes, no one 
No one can and is digging holes in and near or around her home. No one. And yes, God had her back. And yes, the universal creator, creator, knew what she wanted, but had an aerial view and knew what would happen if she moved there. And guys, to to, to just expand on that just a little bit, that was, according to her, her dream home, which of course it isn't anymore. She still likes the house, but it's not her dream. She has her dream. You know, those kind of things cause serious illness in people when it goes south. And that has gone south for many, many people. It breaks down relationships. It breaks down the body. It breaks down your spirituality. It has the ability to undermine you on all levels. Now, before I wrap it up, there's actually a little story, uh, another story that I want to tell you. And let me say this. When we don't get the things that we want, there is a universal reason for it. And for the most part, it will be revealed to us in this lifetime. Not always, but for the most part, it will be revealed to us. Maybe not a week later. For her, the first thing came eight years later. And then on the heels of that, another, what, almost almost eight years? Almost another eight years later, the whole thing about wanting to... The, the company wanting to expand their business. And I'm not hating on the company. They happen to be there first. I'm not hating on them. They want growth too. They want growth too. So I'm not hating on them. Another story. And this I got from um, Dr. Joseph Murphy. I was reading or listening actually in this instance to one of his books And there was a young lady, she was getting married and, um, you know, the wedding was all, it was on and popping and the whole nine yards. And typically it's the bride who's late, but in this instance, it was the bridegroom who's late. And, you know, 15 minutes late, 20 minutes late, 30 minutes late, 45 an hour late, an hour 45, two hours late. And, you know, the priest, vicar, you know, presiding cleric said, you know, we know we got to wrap it up. And she realized he wasn't coming. And uh, she was in the one of the anterior rooms and cried her eyes out for a little bit and came out and got with the program. She started saying, thank you, God. She started saying, thank you, God. And I told I told this in the video Uh, that I did about this, you know, about things not manifesting for you, your manifestations not happening. Um, But in this, in this story, he actually died. He died in a car accident. If I remember, I think on the way to the church and, you know, she was crying, how could this happen to me? Blah, 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 blah. And she started saying, thank you. Well, come to find out that he had alcohol issues. He had drug issues. He had financial issues. He just had issues up, just up one side and down the other. And it wasn't in alignment with what she wanted. Mind you, he was talking again. Would you call it a wolf in sheep's clothing? He was talking the right game, which is why she fell for it hook, line and sinker. But the universal creator knew her what and was able to um, give her her how and to give her the desire of her heart to give her the things that she wanted to manifest this was the universal creator the aerial view is the all important view so guys in wrapping up when things don't happen for you when things don't manifest for you And you ask the question, why didn't my manifestation happen? It's vitally important to understand that your your manifestation didn't happen. Not to hurt you. Not to to thwart you or anything like that. It didn't happen the way you wanted it. Because of you 
not being able to see the aerial view. There is a reason why everything happens. And everything happens for the benefit, for the benefit of you. Everything that happens to you and or, or everything that happens that you think has happened to you has happened for you. It's happened for your benefit. Now, it might not be pleasant or what you consider to be pleasant, but understand that there is a reason behind it. And part of that reason is the thing that you desire most of all. I believe in that same book, there was a gentleman whose daughter, she was sick, she had whatever, and it was a chronic disease. And his mantra and his belief was, I would give my arm, I would give my arm for my baby girl to be healed. And this man meant it. This man meant it. He was in a car accident and he lost his arm. And his baby girl, she was healed instantly. It was a miracle. Guys, the desire, the true desire of your heart is your what? So all this other stuff that you got going on, all this make-believe, and I say make-believe and that's wrong because belief is huge, but all this play stuff that you've got going on, you need to knock it on the head and focus on the true desire of your heart. You don't have to tell anybody what it is. That is the thing that will be manifest and the universal creator known to me as God and whomever your chosen deity is, the God, the living God that resides within me will move people, places and things so I can have what I want. Know this, know this, know this. Well, guys, I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I actually uh, will be, or I have uploaded a video uh, talking about this subject on uh, YouTube. So check it out. Be sure to check out my website, The Laws, that's plural, The Laws of Attraction in action.com. So guys, until next time, I'm wishing you peace, love, I am hoping for you that everything that you are wanting in life is being manifested for you in a way that feels good to you. May the universal creator known to me as God illuminate your pathway so every choice that you make is made in a way that you are sure that this is the choice and the step that you need to take. So guys, until next time, uh, take care of you. I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn. Peace.